0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking 3rd, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports, Lisa Roman. On today's episode, we're doing a live United States Women's National Team recap they won 3 0 against Haiti, where there's a lot to get in through here. And it's not just going down the scoreline and the goals. There were some incidents for us to talk through. And uh, we got to absolutely show love to Haiti because that was a phenomenal match that we just uh, witnessed between these two sides. Before we do that, though, we have a special announcement. That we wanted to share here with everybody on the live. We're uh, attacking third is nominated. We are nominated for the best female hosted podcast category in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. And uh, we appreciate all that you do for us, and we hope that you enjoy our show enough to nominate us to advance to the final round. So to nominate Attacking Third, you have to go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up and then toggle down the female host podcast ca- category and the whole process takes about 60 seconds. And we're going to include the link at the top of the episode description as well. So please, uh, if you have the time, go on ahead and vote for us. You can uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Tiktok, at Attacking Third. We're also available as videos. So subscribe to us at youtube.com slash Attacking Third for previews, recaps, exclusive interviews, and of course, whenever we go live. Lisa,
2: here we are, buddy. We're back doing this one again. We are here. We're doing it. Uh, The U.S. has won. But um, there's a reason why I dubbed Haiti as my dark horse throughout Group A, throughout the tournament, throughout CONCACAFW, because uh, this team, as everyone just saw who watched this match— Uh, is coming to play, is coming for a fight. They've got grit. They've got this blue-collar work ethic where they don't stop for anything. It doesn't matter how many goals the opponent has scored, whether it's one, two, three, this team does not quit and will never back down from a fight and that's something that really put the US to the test throughout this match. So I'm so jazzed to jump into it and talk to you about everything that really went down um and and as you mentioned, you know, everyone go vote for us for the best female hosted podcast out there in the sports world. So thank you everyone for listening. Uh but right, there's uh, a, it, there's, a, there's a lot to like celebrate today, right? There's
0: a there's a win for the United States Women's National Team. There's this nomination that we're we're sharing here and we're also like celebrating like this performance that we just witnessed from, from Haiti. It just real, really Mm -hmm. feels like a a growth and next level sort of moment here for for that particular program. But uh, let's let's hop right in. Let's get into it because there is not a minute to spare because I know if you are all as invested in this tournament as Lisa and I are, you're trying to get to this, this Jamaica <laughs> versus Mexico game. I mean, hello. I know I am. I came ready. I came ready. So uh, let's let's get into this game. we are got to start with this first half. We had the starting lineup drop for us. Lisa, any surprises for you there? Uh, what was maybe something that stood out for you when you saw the names drop for uh, you? SWNT.
2: After the two Columbia friendlies, we heard from Black Widonofsky that he was really only assessing two positions for his starting lineup. He had nine players locked into their roles. The only two question marks were the number nine center striker role, whether it was between Ashley Hatch and Alex Morgan. Alex Morgan gets the start tonight in this first CONCACAF W match for the U.S. No surprise there. She had the better of the games between Hatch and herself but against Columbia. She is in incredible form right now. I think it was more for Vlacko just to see if Hatch could do it and beat her out in this type of thing and make sure Morgan was ready. Alex Morgan, completely ready, deserved the start. And the other position he was questioning was the goalkeeper role between Alyssa Nair, a veteran who has um, won World Cup, won an Olympics for the U.S. and has so much experience in that back line. She's also one of the veterans on this roster. Or Casey Murphy, goalkeeper for North Carolina Courage that only had five caps coming into this match. No international Qualifying experience and Casey Murphy gets the start. I think it was well deserved by Casey Murphy, right? This is we're seeing a new leaf being turned over by Black Oandanovsky, really gearing and, and targeting himself towards this newer generation of players. And Casey Murphy had a fantastic couple of matches in November um, against Australia when the U.S. traveled to that team to Australia to play in those two friendlies. And Casey Murphy gets the start in this one Um, for everyone who's joining us live. Sandra had a bit of technical difficulties. Uh, She just jumped out of the stream, but hopefully she will be right back. Um, Yeah, but those were my two biggest surprises looking at this starting lineup. Um, Casey Murphy really having her in that in between the net, but otherwise uh, Becky Sauerbron, Kelly O'Hara, and Emily Fox, Alana Cook along the back line in the midfield. Andy Sullivan, Rose Lavelle, and Lindsay Haran. That was a, a solid sh- hold down in the central midfield. And then up front, uh, Mallory Pugh, Sophia Smith, and Alex Morgan, who got the start in the very front. Um, Sandra, welcome back. We're happy to have you here. Uh, looking at the starting lineup for you, Sandra. Any crazy surprises?
0: Yes, of course. I I was very surprised to see uh, Casey Murphy get the start in this one. Not, you know, shocked, but just... Surprised you have a number one starting goalkeeper and uh, listener. Mm -hmm. I was able to hear you chat a little bit about your thoughts about that before my technical difficulties decided to disrupt things. But listening to you talk about that a little bit, I'm with you. I mean, this is a capable goalkeeper. And I think perhaps some of the reasoning or the ideas behind starting somebody like a Murphy in the first game kicking off group play for this team might be a little bit of got to get this goalkeeper minutes in these right. type of game day scenarios are you going to start a listener more for towards the uh the, the knockout rounds you know uh they they experienced that in the olympics uh they saw a listener go out of the knockout rounds uh with a knee injury and we saw what ended up happening with this team down the stretch there so it, it was something where it was maybe like is it surprising uh sure but maybe not so jarring or, or shocking but i, I thought You know, Murphy did enough, you know, for this team in the first half. I do know that throughout the duration, though, of this first half, there were some pretty tense moments. I think if you're on the defensive end of the USWNT, we have to talk about these opening minutes. It's maybe these first five minutes, Lisa, where it looked like the United States were doing what what they were intending to do, which is be on the ball. Be active in the attack, applying the pressure, whipping in some balls when they get the chance into the box, but not necessarily finding that breakthrough right in the opening uh, five minutes or so. And you know what? Good on Haiti because they also brought the game to the United States as well. We're talking about a very early chance for this team in the opening 10 minutes. I believe it was in the seventh minute of this match. Of course, Lisa, the fabulous producer, has the highlights here. For those of you who are with us live on this live recap on YouTube, we see just narrowly missing the far post there. Really, really good attempt by Katna Louis. And you just have to wonder a little bit, Lisa, if this goes in, what this
2: does for this Haiti side? I, you have to wonder that because as you mentioned, the first five minutes, this match was a lot of the U S they were putting a lot of pressure on getting crosses into the box. And that was probably the biggest emphasis for this Haiti side is in the first five minutes. Can they keep a Chucky egg, keep that clean sheet? get into their attacking end, they end up drawing this foul and it's a really, really great ball played in and it's played just between that half space. So Murphy doesn't come out and get it and Haiti is able to flick this on towards the back post. This is so close. If this goal went in, yes, it completely would have changed the game, Sandra, 100% because then the U.S. is down and they're fighting from behind. And at this point, Haiti can really just sit back. They don't have to expose themselves anymore going forward, sending those long balls over the top. So um, Casey Murphy better have, like crossed her heart at that moment and just like thanked her lucky stars because it was really um, pretty bad defense on the U S side to not track back with that player and Casey Murphy being caught in this space, whether she's going out to grab the ball and sitting back and she almost gets beat on the far post that, I mean, six minutes in my, I was like so hyped, sitting on the edge of my chair, like watching this game happen. This is what Haiti was going to bring. And we knew that's exactly what they were going to bring. You know, just
0: thinking about how the the remainder of this this game, how it went through in the in the first half. You I wondered if maybe for I presented this, I posed a question to you, like, oh, like what we have to wonder what that would do for this Haiti side if that goes in the back of the net. But on the other side of that, a moment like that maybe yeah. kind of jars the United States women's national team a little bit, saying, like, whoa, hey now, close one, let's try to lock it in here. A little bit because we see a response happen by this team in the 16th minute. So we're talking just, you know, mere minutes later after after that attempt from Haiti off of a free kick scenario. Alex Morgan getting the breakthrough on goal for this team in minute 16. And she's got two on the highlight record uh, for for this game, but neither of these goals, I think are easy in any way. We're talking about no. this little cheeky back heel right there. That's a tough, tough in it. And she just makes it look
2: so easy. And this goal was truly, truly spectacular. She had one that was off the crossbar just moments before this. It was a bit of a header um, on this goal. It, they're looking right now. If you're watching the video, to see if she's offside. It was maybe, maybe close yeah. at this point in the game. We're about 17 minutes in. We haven't seen VAR used. We know that it's available at this tournament, um, but this goal from from Alex Morgan is just fantastic. She uses the outside of her left foot. She flicks it on. It ends up going near post and goalkeeper. That's a tough miss uh for Haiti to to not be able to save that one. But Pew ends up being on the right side of the field. Usually she's on. On the left side of the field for the U.S. And as Pew crosses this in, it's a huge assist, a great goal by Alex Morgan. Um, throughout this first half, especially in the U.S. front line, it was Alex Morgan that was finding those different opportunities. And you can see that that's what a veteran player in Alex Morgan brings to this type of squad, whereas Smith and Pew are maybe becoming a bit stagnant or um, predictable in their movements. This is a moment where Alex Morgan was able to create something a little different, pop in front of her defender, go way past the near post, and that's what allows her to flick this ball on. So uh, already... Lachlanovsky's decision of A, having Alex Morgan on this roster and B, starting her pays off because not only does she get this goal, but she ends up getting the second one for the United States as well. Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, we wanted to see this continued involvement with this dynamic between Smith, between Pew, Morgan, sort of leading the front lines here. We see the service from Pew, the back heel from Alex Morgan. And there's still some, there's some targeting going here, uh, going right. on here for Alex Morgan by the United States Women's National Team. We see the plan start to develop and say, hey. They have a target forward. It's Alex Morgan. Let's try to feed her the ball. And it ends up sort of paying off in this second goal here with Kelly O'Hara providing the service on this one. And just prior to this, a header attempt by Morgan hitting off the crossbar. And then they have similar setup and service here. And she nails this one away. Complete body, completely facing the opposite direction. It's almost like another flick, but with her head backboards towards the goal. Uh, Great brace here for Morgan in the first half.
2: Huge. So this changed the game. We talked so much about how if, if Haiti was able to score in those first six minutes, how it would have changed things. And the U.S. Um, getting two up over Haiti in these first 25 minutes definitely set the tone for the U.S., right? We started to see a little bit more um, methodical build-up from then. They weren't pushing as hard and exposing themselves as much, but it was still not I don't know, like I was expecting more fire. And at this point, the U.S. almost sat back and was like, "Okay, we've got this. And in that moment, that's when Haiti put their foot on the gas pedal. Right. And they started to create more chaos and more movement in their attacking end that worked for them to to cause chaos. I know. I feel that 100 percent. You know, the goals from
0: Morgan here and the timing of them for me are are what I was looking at. We're talking getting that breakthrough after that that really good free kick attempt uh, from from Haiti just, you know, six, seven, eight minutes later, getting this breakthrough goal. And then I once they got that first breakthrough goal from Morgan, I'm like, okay, let's try to pay attention here and see what the team is mm-hmm. gonna do because we we saw that missing, I think, from this, you know, these two preparation games against Colombia going into this tournament, still seeing that this team needs a little bit of time to break down the opposition to sort of find the breakthrough goal. And then even when they find it. Still struggle a little bit just to, to hang on yeah. to that momentum. So seeing these two goals happen in the 16th and the 23rd minute, I said, OK, this is this is promising then right. for the team. They got the breakthrough goal finally before 20 minutes and then they extend the lead with Alex Morgan just a mere few minutes later. So it was something that I was keeping an eye on because I thought maybe they're going to hang on to this momentum. But Haiti had other ideas. They had a they had a vision in this game. And this is something that you and I had, when we talked about Haiti, we have appreciated that about this team. There's something about this team that when they go into their games with their game plans, if they have to make their adjustments, they make them quickly. And all of a sudden they steal back they snatch mm-hmm. back that momentum. And we saw a very important moment in the game for Haiti. Another one where they went ahead and they turned this back line on their heels a little bit. Emily Fox getting the first card of this match, a yellow issued to Fox in the 40th minute, quite frankly, on the replay getting beat Getting beat in the box and fouling and taking down the player in the box. And quick, it was called immediately. The official made the call right away, pointed to the spot, issued the yellow. And you just wondered if this was going to, this wasn't going to be the first. Because we saw earlier this team try to make that adjustment, get in early. And then here they are again, just before halftime, making things interesting once
2: more. And this was a for sure uh, card and a for sure slide tackle a for sure penal- penalty kick. Um, this is a, s- a bad mistake by Emily Fox, right? She's one of the newer, younger players uh, for this Vlako Andonofsky side, only 15 caps, including this match for her tonight. And this foul is unnecessary, right? Like um, the player gets in behind, but as she goes to make the slide tackle, the ball is nowhere near her. And that's just, it's not good enough, right? Um, in a, against a team like Mexico. I mean, even Haiti, this opportunity that they almost scored off of this one was, uh, incredibly close to see because uh, they end up getting the penalty kick. It's Rose Lord Borgia. She, she has this attempt and Casey Murphy, she was thanking, um, her lucky stars, the first ball from Haiti that went just wide. And this one goes off the post. So even now, Casey Murphy has only made one or two saves throughout this first half because this one's ends up going off the post and, and, um, Emily Fox needs to, go, needs to go over, kiss that post. So does Casey Murphy because the penalty kick was uncalled for. And then this going off the post was really lucky. This also would have changed the game if he yeah. were to score. Even on the follow-up, um, the ball just really tough for Rhea to handle. She ends up hitting it up in the air after her first touch. And it's hard for her to get a handle of it. You can see Becky Sauerbron coming out of the way and, and also tugging that one wide after this one goes off the post. You know, it's again. that's another, like you said, it best. This is another one of those moments where you wonder if it would have
0: changed some things up, not just for Haiti, but within the game itself. I mean, we're talking about Casey Murphy going the complete opposite side on this PK, misreading it. The apathy op- goal was was wide open there. Maybe it was one of those moments where it was just the eyes were too wide in front of you when you had the opportunity on a on a PK like this, but. Still 2-0 as we start inching second by second <laughs> and second closer to halftime. And it's not like the game was getting good here. The game was good from <laughs> kickoff. So there is no getting happening here. But it definitely, we we saw a moment in the game shift a little bit because we got to see VAR introduced in CONCACAF W Championship we knew going into this tournament that it was going to be an in-game resource for the officials. And we got our first look at its usage. I hope it's not going to be indicative of what we're going to see throughout the remainder of the tournament. But just ahead of halftime, we see a collision here between Borgella and O'Hara. We see studs to the ribs. So many of so much of the reaction that we saw around this, Lisa, whether it was from our colleagues in the studio mm-hmm. on this game,
2: Allie and Lisa both calling the game in real time. Christina Uncle, the rules the specialist uh, yes. for CBS, who also gave incredible insight. She was called on so much throughout this oh broadcast. My goodness, and it was and, just the first instance. I in know. Which they brought her in to sort of get her feedback from. But, but look at this. As Borea goes up to kick this ball, it's reckless. She goes up, stuck up, O'Hara goes down screaming, crying. She is clearly in pain and it's called a red card um, initially by the center official. Then they go to VAR and they look at it. And again, thank you, Christina uncle who, who explained this to us, what they were looking at. Um, It's to see if we pulled her leg back at all, if it was malicious intent. um, If I think uh, uncle said something along the lines of like, if her knee was bent as she went into it, and that's why they end up calling it back sandra i don't understand how this is not a red card like thank you christina (laughs) uncle for explaining it and like i'm listening to you and i understand you and i trust you and i respect you and i respect (laughs) the words coming out of your mouth mouth. but like (laughs) as a former player as someone that watches this game so intently i do not understand how this is not a red card it ends up just being a yellow card um but it 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 studs up it doesn't matter if she tried to pull back in the end of it why is her foot going that high that's It should have been a red. It should have been a red. Haiti should have been playing down for the next 45 minutes. Um, Haiti really got, they got away with a very lucky one. Especially, I I just,
0: I just, looking at it and sort of watching it unfold in real time, knowing that the call in the moment was a straight red. This official issue. Pulled the car, knew the car that she was pulling out. This is a red. You're about to, you know, and then, getting, you know, calling in with the video system referee and then going all the way to the camera to just sort of submerge yourself and just get more. I was like clarity on... What exactly? I here? know.
2: I mean, even everyone in the in our chat right now, thank you guys for dropping your knowledge and, and dropping your chat, thoughts. Is the chat going on? Still, <laughs> still should have been a red. Didn't look like she pulled back to me. That was a red. Like, st- yeah. studs to the body. Should have been a red. Um, uh, Yes. I, I don't know if we very have... Very interesting.
0: I don't know if we have this available for the audience who is live right now with us, but there is a moment where people are reacting to this game in real time. And they start pulling up some of the images that are coming out of this game. And there's a there's an official, like, watermarked Getty image going around. And it's of O'Hara pulling up her jersey and showing full-on cleat marked on the side of her ribs. It's just, like, I, it, it, making a case, perhaps. But it's just frustrating because I'm like, I don't think a case needs to be made in that scenario when we, I think, all sort of saw the same thing happened I, I, I think maybe it's, is there's like this whole concept of like oh like she didn't mean it is, is there intent behind it etc there's the argument of like oh it technically is it's is it or is it not a 50 50 ball etc cetera, etc cetera. it's just when you are lifting your leg that high even if you are attempting to you know contend for a 50 50 ball the elevation, the direct contact studs to the side, it's just, it's a red. It's a straight red for
2: me too. It's a red. Everyone thinks it's a red. Even Allie Wagner, Lisa Byington, the the two lovely ladies on the call for this game in the studio. We had Kaitlyn Kyle being like, this is a red. She saw her coming. Um, O'Hara saw her. It was, it was bad. And O'Hara's going in with her face. You can see this, this studs and the cleat is yeah. Inches, centimeters from O'Hara's face yeah. in this call, you can see it right there. How close it is, and then the fact that O'Hara does have marks and everything. I, I just can't it believe it. It's painful. Yeah, we're all in agree. agree. agreement. Agree. We're all in agreement. It should have been a red. I well, could.
0: Well, my thing is this too. This is like the again. This is the first we see this. This is the first instance of the usage of a VAR in mm-hmm. the in this tournament. And again, my hope is that it just doesn't set like a precedent for the the use that like how it's going to be utilized further down the line within this tournament when it whenever it does get called into action. So uh, it's funny to even sort of be talking about that now, knowing that we are going to have more. <laughs> incidents to talk about throughout the duration of this game. We still have an entire second half to get through for you all, because that is how the first half ended with a review from VAR yes. confirmed, not confirming that it's a red, but rescinding the red, only issuing a yellow. You have the, the Haitian side, the players saying, thank you, knowing that they got a pretty generous That's call. That's
2: a huge break for the Haitian. It
0: goes into stoppage time. It bleeds into stoppage time, and this is how the first half ends. It is a 2-0 lead for the United States, and Haiti gets all of their players still on the pitch. We're going to talk about how the second half of this game rolled out right after a quick break.
2: Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third. I'm always traveling for work, but I also love to be active, playing soccer every chance I get. Finding the balance between being comfy, looking cute, and also being dressed to be active has never been easier with Viore. Viore is so versatile. It can be used for any activity, running, yoga, swimming, but it's also great for lounging or traveling. My favorite product is the pants that I actually never take off, the Women's Performance Jogger. They're designed with the softest premium dream knit stretch fabric. Viore helps me feel good about the things I buy and how they are made because Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint, utilizing better sustainable materials for their products to empower your best active life. Viori is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they're offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com/soccer. That's v u o r i.com/soccer.
1: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. All right, let's talk about how this
0: second half unfolded for the United States Women's National Team against Haiti. We had some immediate substitutions taking place in this one right out of halftime. We had Mitch first coming on in for Sophia Smith, Ashley Sanchez coming on in. For Rose Lavelle in the uh, just ahead of the hour mark, and then Sofia Huerta coming in just past the hour mark. So, seeing some adjustments made from Black yeah. and Lisa, and you know, we've been covering this team for a very long time under Andonovsky specifically. This is not uh, a strange occurrence for him and his coaching staff. We definitely see player rotation, yeah, these matches.
2: And it's very common also to see it at the at halftime at the forty-five minute mark, especially when um the U.S. is up to to nil to nil at this point over Haiti, and despite Haiti having two really good chances, three even. Um, Casey Murphy had a, a number of good saves throughout the first half. This was an, a normal rotation to see. Um, uh, I think that having Purse come in was a little bit surprising for me, as opposed to maybe Hatch or someone else. Now I understand that Alex Morgan at this point has a brace; she is playing incredibly well, so you're not going to pull out an Alex Morgan at, at halftime by any means um but in terms of bringing on mitch purse i was pretty surprised at that because i was frankly i was surprised that purse was called into this camp on this 23 roster just the lack of what she's done uh with club and in gotham and the nwsl and then the fact that she gets 45 minutes in this game was a bit surprising to me um i want to just someone in the chat mentioned if macario was here would it would it have been the question of Alex Morgan and Ashley hatch getting the start initially? No, I think Kat Macario would have 100% gotten the start in this match um, and played out. Maybe Vlaka would have looked at a Macario versus Morgan um, to, to initially get that start. But ultimately I think Kat Macario would have gotten it. Now she's not called in and she's not in this tournament for the U S she has a torn ACL, but um, yeah, subs at halftime changing the game a little bit for the U S for sure. Well, I'm glad Mitch Purse is on yeah. this
0: roster because let me tell you me something. Too. She came through clutch towards the end, but w- we got to build up to this moment for Purse on the goal for uh, a little bit because, again, we have we have the start of a second half that sees the, the arrival of some substitutions coming on into play. And, you know, I did wonder if Smith might have been on a brief – like minutes restriction. We saw her start this game with some wrap around that thigh, perhaps the ham trying to target the hamstring area a little bit. So I do, I do wonder a little bit if that's something that everyone's going to be keeping an eye on just, you know, whether it's the staff, coaching staff, uh PTs, and of course, us who are, uh, you know, watching and covering the game or watching as, as fans of, of the team. So uh, maybe something planned per, perhaps, you know, for, for the coaching staff. Um And maybe you think, you know, purse for Smith, perhaps a like for like sub, a player who can play along the front line, get mm-hmm. in line, whip them in, right? Provide some of some similar service, perhaps, especially if the game plan is to try to target your, your forward a little bit more at times. Um, but I'm also a little bit curious of, you know, the subs that were made around that hour mark that I was talking about with Sophia, where's mm-hmm. that coming in for, for Kelly O'Hara, for, for Chrissy Mewis coming on in for Lindsay Haran. again, another player who we have been keeping our eye on because, A, she's a good player. uh, And B, we noticed that she's been playing with a knock for for quite some time, whether it's been for Lyon, where she won the UWC championship or with this United States women's national team um, entering the pitch also kind of wrapped up uh, around the knee there. So we saw a couple players coming on off uh, the pitch, knowing that they're going to be navigating a couple of injuries there. Uh, But I think where, the inclusion of Huerta, the inclusion of, of Mewis, I think providing some different looks there for this team down the stretch mm-hmm. of the, I guess we'll refer to it as the second half of the second half here.
2: For sure, I think they did provide so much. Um, I, I think O'Hara had a had a good match, right? She got the assist on the second goal to Alex Morgan, but the the substitute in for Smith and Pers. You're right; it's a like for like substitution. And Pers ends up being a huge catalyst in in getting um, a, well another goal that ends up being offside, and then another goal. She ends up with the third for the U.S. the final goal of this match. Um, Sanchez coming on for Lavelle. I was really pleased about that substitution and Haran being unlimited minutes, right? As you talked about Sophia Smith being wrapped up, Haran being wrapped up. I imagine we'll see Haran being on limited minutes. I I was surprised Andy Sullivan got as many minutes as she did to, to be honest in this one. We know that she is also coming back from injury. Uh, She hasn't played that many minutes with Washington Spirit, her NWSL club team. Uh, Perhaps that this, perhaps she's been feeling really good in training, right? That's, that's one thing that um, I always try to keep a level head about. Like when I saw Purse being subbed in initially. I was like, "What? What's happening here?" Like, I knew I knew that Smith was dealing with a bit of a knock, but um, I was a little surprised, and I I honestly said out loud. Maybe she's doing something in training that we're not seeing. Maybe there's something happening that we're not seeing as as media and as fans. And that's got to be it. Right. Like she's called into this camp. She comes on and she's a catalyst in the attack, creating opportunities, taking on players in the attack. She's creative. She's confident in her abilities. That's that's what Black Wendonofsky wants. And we weren't necessarily getting that too much from Smith, but perhaps dealing with that bit of that injury. Um, and then the like-for-like like in Sofia Huerta and Kelly O'Hara for sure is a good substitute. But um, there was a number of other times VAR was used in this second half. We saw it being used so frequently. Uh, there was also a, a number of offside calls that came into play as well in this one that maybe weren't even called offside, but just a no PK called uh, ultimately um, uh, against one of the goals that That happened for purse. Um, it ends up being offside.
0: I uh I think we have to talk a little bit about how VAR came into play a little bit more down the stretch here in this second half. There was a moment where Pew goes down inside the box, and there's contact there. We see some contact through the back inside Mm. the box. And Pew sits up saying, Hey, like hands up, shoulders up, like we're not gonna take a look at what's going on here, but they do review this moment as Pew has the ball dribbles on into the box and takes the challenge and takes the contact. And as they review this though, Lisa, it ends up being that the call stands as a no call. So it's a no call on the pitch. This is what happens from the official. The no call happens during the play saying, no, you see, we see the official Mm -hmm. with the body language saying, nope, no call there. And then hearing on the earpiece, let's take a look
2: at it, making the review, and it stands. I, exactly. As soon as we saw the center official go like this and, and she made the box signal with her hands, I was like, okay, it's going to be a PK. The U.S. Yeah. will get another one. Um, at this point, it'll be 3 nothing uh, for the U.S. And, and Pew doesn't get this call. I was incredibly shocked by that. Um, and how that happened. Right. I mean, but clearly the referee is seeing something that we weren't seeing in, in this sense. And, and Pugh just distraught that she doesn't get this call. It's a clear takeout. There are two instances. There's the first one where the player steps on her foot. And then the second one where Hades right foot gets Pew's right foot. And that's the second trip up Um a card a pk but nothing called in this one so var used and doesn't benefit the united states by any means i still like that there is var for sure though
0: i do i do wonder if again they're gonna the officials are gonna get access to all the angles and angles that we're not privy to i do wonder if they saw something on the service into the box if it was offside if that was something Mm -hmm. that sort of negated some Mm -hmm. things even though advantage was perhaps it was the advantage that was played because of that there's a number of things there uh unsure unclear you know we're, we're unable to, to to get more in-depth things from officials uh, themselves on this type of stuff but
2: this is you know these are the moments where I wish it was like American football where the <laughs> official gets to tell everyone exactly what's happening with it with their words but hey, I'm sure we'll find out
0: yeah I'm I'm not I'm not too worried about it I do know on the on the broadcast it was like you know they were talking about the offside before, but yeah. it was still called. It was still reviewed and people were still taking a look at it. So we're going to talk wasn't, about it here even, even on if the it show. was
2: Offside, they didn't take uh, a spot from where the player was offside, right? They took it as a six yard kick as the ball went out of bounds. So no, it's not called a penalty kick, but it also wasn't called offside. So what, what are they doing? Just denying both of those plays? I don't know. Well, I don't know. let's talk a little bit about how this third goal for the team eventually made
0: its way onto the scoreboard because there was a moment here after this, this, this moment with the contact in the box for Pew, there's a moment where Megan Rapinoe subs into the game connects inside the box with first, but this is another opportunity here that's called offside as well. Uh, when the looking back on the footage of this one for, for the game here, I was like, well, the way this is going, maybe this is the one that's going to to stand the fact that we had var utilized a few times throughout the duration of this game i'm like okay we they they got the breakthrough here mm-hmm. for, you know the 30 maybe they're going to review this and maybe it's going to maybe it's going to stand through but no they go to var they say listen this was definitely offside i know i know and you know what i that's actually a call that i agree with it's a call that i agree to saw the angles and the plays on that, I was like, okay, yeah, this one's actually uh, the right call here. I,
2: I agree completely. Um, Rapino is offside, and then as the ball comes in, it Purse gets it. it. It almost looked like an own goal, but then Purse gets it. It is called back. And um, for everyone wondering why Megan Rapino was called in, why she's getting minutes, right, as a veteran, if she's just there to lead, that is why. Because she steps on the pitch, and she is able to create. You see how she – Um, loses the ball from her front, loses the ball. The defender gets it. She's able to win it back quickly. She turns and and plays this really cheeky curved ball into the box. Now, granted, she was offside before she even collected the ball. So like, 20 seconds before this play happens. But as she plays this really cheeky chipped ball in, it's got a lot of texture on it, a lot of curl, and it is able to go to the back post. That's why Megan Rapinoe is there because in just a few minutes of of being on the pitch, her first handful of touches, she can create something that hasn't been created throughout the first 80 minutes of this match. Um, it, it was truly impressive to see, but it ends up being called off. And then uh, just a few minutes later, um, a pretty similar play happens. The ball gets banked around the box and, and Mitch first ends up getting a goal that actually counts because the first one was called offside. Lisa, Let's run it back because it was like, is this game
0: going to actually have more in the limited minutes that are left? Are we going to see this scoreline bump up a little bit I know for me I was excited to have this game and 3-0 because I predicted I made a prediction I threw a scoreline I made a prediction and I said listen I want 3-0 in this game the United States against Haiti because I just didn't I just didn't I I did not believe that this United States team as it's currently assembled was going to come out here against this Haiti side and rack up goals. We just didn't believe that here at attacking third. I mean, Lisa, you've got them picked as your dark horse. We've enjoyed watching them play in their qualification process and the lead up to this tournament. We've been very impressed with their players and what they've been doing on the pitch. Mm-hmm. So while for some 3-0 is maybe a, a blowout, for me, for years past, when this team has gone up against Haiti, no. 3-0 is not a blowout no. by, by any means. So uh, sort of seeing the way this goal came to life, Mitch, Mitch Press got her goal. She got her goal, 3-0 for the United States. This one, not offside at all it was the to see her go ahead and get that love how it works out you could just sort of see the relief on her face too as we sort of play this back live for everybody on youtube just sort of like all right there it is that's the one it yes. counts and uh really good service here from uh, uh from christy muse i really liked her positioning in this one as well I, I i just really do think that the substitutions had a real impact in this second half for the team against Haiti.
2: I think they definitely did. I mean, right. Mew is sending this beautiful ball in and and tracking back to win it defensively. Um, It's a lot of the buildup that comes from this. And then as purse controls it, one touch and and then strikes it one touch. um, It's just two touches before it finds the back of the net and it's calm, cool, collected, composed a player that uh, uh, right. Maybe has been fighting to get spots and fighting to get minutes in this match. And she does it so seamlessly and it is just relief on her face. And you mentioned it, Sandra, Sandra, that three nil. Yeah, this is a great win. It's a shutout for the U S but for this Haiti side, they were a team that could have came in here and truly dominated, um, against different opponents, perhaps in a different group, right? Like maybe we look at a team like Haiti and how they perhaps didn't get the luckiest draw being in this group with Mexico, with Jamaica, with the United States. It's a really tough group. And Haiti putting in such a big fight against the United States. It was really impressive to see. It was a really good game to to watch. I'm excited to watch Haiti throughout the rest of this tournament and and see how they do, see when they get that goal because goals are coming for them, right? 44 goal differential throughout the qualifiers and knocking on the door, one off the post, one nearly missing, Casey Murphy with a huge save on a third. This scheme could have been 3-3. I would
0: have loved to have seen it. I hope I still I still do get to see it. I mean, great players on the Haitian side there. I mean, Morning, I thought, had an outstanding um, game today. I, I'm curious to see how this team looks going up against the Jamaica or going up against uh, a Mexico side in this group stage. This was just game one, you know, and I think if you're on the Haiti side of things, that's what you have to tell yourself, that you still had a good game plan. Going into this game, you executed as best that you could. Unfortunately, the goals just didn't just weren't there in in, in this match. And we'll see what happens with this team when they do go up against the other opposition in this group. But as of right now, at the timing of this live recap, United States on top of Group A. We're gonna wrap it up because there's another game that folks here want to take a look at. Myself included. Vamos, Mexico.
2: Let's myself included as well. Let's go. I was like Sandra. We got to go right after U.S. we got another game at 10 they they planned this perfectly for us so we can watch they knew they <laughs> said
0: sandra sandra she's got to go see three feminine we got to go right now so we appreciate everybody hanging out with us here recapping uswnt versus haiti listen Quick reminder, we're nominated for the best female hosted podcast category in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. So we appreciate it. If uh, if you all enjoy the work that we do here at Attacking Third, uh, that you show us enough love and go ahead and nominate us to advance into the final round to nominate Attacking Third. You got to go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up and then toggle on down to the female hosted podcast category. And the whole process takes just about 60 seconds. We've gone ahead and included the link at the top of the episode description for you to go ahead and uh, help us out there. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight on Attacking Third. Thanks for uh, nominating us for Best Female Hosted Podcast. Uh, you can vote for A3 at podcastawards.com or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your shows. We're also available as videos. Subscribe youtube.com slash attacking third. And we will be back to cover the Conquer Cap W Championship in-depth. all will long. With in-depth preview and live U.S. Women's National Team recaps For Sandra Veda and Lisa Roman, this was the. Tech-